If you want to start keto or already doing keto and not getting results, you'll want to pay attention to this episode. I am sharing three things I wish I knew before starting keto in 2015. Hi, I'm Lesha Holzaffel, and you're listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast, a podcast for moms who are ready to lose the weight they want without gaining it back by learning the holistic approach to nutrition and how our brains determine our long-term success. Welcome to the Fit Mom Squad. Hello, welcome to the Fit Mom Squad podcast. I'm your host, Lesha Holzaffel, and today I'm going to talk about three things I wish I knew before starting keto. Before I get into it, I want to tell you about a free keto training class that I'm hosting. I haven't done a keto class in years. I think it's been like two years. And honestly, I've learned a lot about keto since then. So I'm taking all that information and putting it into a free class called How to Easily Lose Weight on Keto Without Obsessing Over Macros or Calories. This class is going to be on Sunday, August 28th at 7 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern. All right. So in this class, you're going to learn everything that I've learned in the last six years of keto and how to do it the right way and easily so you can get the results that you want. Spots are limited. This is going to be in a Zoom call. So Zoom can only hold so many people. So if you're interested in this, go to www.bsbtribe.com forward slash training to save your spot. I'll also leave that link in the show notes. All right. So today I want to spill the tea. Spill the tea on keto. Spill it all over the table. Okay. So I'm going to talk about three things that I wish I knew before I started keto. There's more than three things really, but these are the top three. All right. So let's just jump right in. You know, I like to just jump right in. There's other podcasts that are like rambling for a few minutes, sharing all this stuff about what they've been doing and their lives and this yada yada. And I'm like, oh my gosh, can we get to it? And I'm like trying to fast forward and it doesn't end. This is not that kind of podcast but I'm doing it right now. So let's get into it. Number one, keto is not a diet. The first thing I wish I knew back in 2015 when I discovered keto is that it's not a diet. So keto is short for ketosis. And ketosis is a metabolic process that happens in your body when you don't have enough glycogen stores and or if you've depleted them and your body needs to switch to burning fat for fuel so it makes ketones in your liver. The ketogenic diet, on the other hand, is a way of eating that supports your body getting into ketosis most of the time, not always. And I'll get to that in a little bit. So I was confusing ketosis, the process, with the ketogenic diet, the food that you eat that helps your body make ketones. So here's what you need to know. You can be in ketosis without eating a ketogenic diet, and you can eat a ketogenic diet and not be in ketosis. I didn't understand this for years. So let me explain this further. All right. So let's take two women, Susie and Megan. Susie's an athlete. She does not eat a ketogenic diet, but she's mindful of her carbohydrate intake. So her diet is more paleo, let's say. It's not really a specific diet. She's just doesn't do well with lots of carbs. So she doesn't eat them, but she works out like crazy. She's a CrossFitter and she's also training for the Ironman triathlon. So she is ripping through that glycogen really fast. Now her goal is not weight loss and she doesn't track her macros or calories. She eats intuitively, but is still mindful of her carbs. She also practices 
intermittent fasting without even knowing it. So she's not hungry in the morning when she wakes up. So she listens to her body and she doesn't eat until 11 a.m. That's when she starts getting hungry. She also stops eating around 6 p.m. because if she eats too close to bed, she has a hard time falling asleep and staying asleep. She finds that she has to get up a lot. She doesn't feel good. She gets like indigestion, all those things. So this is just her natural way of being. This is her routine. So without even knowing it, Susie's body is going in and out of ketosis daily because she is depleting most of her glucose storage throughout her workouts and fasting periods. So Susie's body is what I call metabolically flexible without her even trying. And I covered what metabolic flexibility is a few episodes. I'm not sure exactly what it is, maybe 57 or 58. So go back and listen to that if you're confused of what that is. So that's Susie's story. Okay. Now there's Megan. Megan is 40 pounds overweight and she decides to try keto because she got down the rabbit hole of hashtag keto transformations on IG and she's so excited and motivated to start her keto journey. So she follows a bunch of random keto influencers on Instagram and starts copying everything they eat. When she shops for groceries, she's looking for items that are labeled keto and everything that she sees is labeled keto. She just throws them in her cart immediately. Her diet consists of lots of processed meats, cheese on everything, fat bombs, a small amount of veggies, because of course you have to watch those carbs, right? And a ton of keto junk foods. Now, although she is technically eating ketogenic foods, her body is unable to get into ketosis. And instead of losing weight, she ends up gaining weight in her first few weeks of keto. So that is the difference between ketosis and a ketogenic diet. They are not the same thing and there is no one size fits all when it comes to how many carbs you can eat. And I wish I knew that when I started six years ago. All right. So speaking of carbs, this takes me to number two. The number two thing I wish I knew before starting keto was it's not just about the carbs. Okay. So I became obsessed with carbs, obsessed with counting carbs. That's all I cared about. I would look at labels and if something had any carbs in it, I would not buy it. Or I would, if I really needed something, it would have to be like under five grams per serving. I limited the amount of vegetables that I ate due to their carb content. So I was counting total carbs. And if a vegetable was like too starchy, like even Brussels sprouts, honestly, I would not eat it. I wouldn't ever eat the squashes or the starchier vegetables. My number one goal was to make sure that I didn't consume more than 30 grams of total carbs each day. And honestly, this went on for a good like four to five years. And then crap hit the fan. My microbiome was a mess. I started experiencing thyroid issues. My cortisol was through the roof. I gained weight. My sleep was terrible. All because the only thing I focused on in my keto journey was not going over my carb limit. And the issue was that I wasn't approaching keto in a holistic way and that got me in trouble. So aside from the health issues, I was developing extreme carbophobia and I didn't realize that until honestly a year ago. And if you don't know what carbophobia is, it is fear of eating carbs. It's a legit fear. And I didn't I didn't know that I had this until I needed to bring back carbs to heal my adrenals about like six years later. It was pretty bad. I was afraid to eat an apple in fear of being kicked out of ketosis. 
an apple. Isn't that crazy? Some people can hear that and they can laugh because like it's an apple, right? It's natural from nature. Like, come on. But that was how extreme it had gotten for me because of course, keto worked well. I lost over 110 pounds between pregnancies because of keto. So in my mind, I already developed that neuro association that all carbs make me fat. So of course, you know, it is very important to watch your carb intake if you want to switch into ketosis. Obviously, that's how that happens. But obsessing over carbs is not healthy, nor is it sustainable. And if you make it just about the carbs and ignore your hormones, ignore your gut, ignore the stress in your life, the sleep, your sleep issues, and your mindset, like that's kind of the number one thing that I feel like a lot of keto experts and influencers and nutritionists don't really talk about the mindset piece and the binge restrict cycle and you know, all or nothing mentality that keto brings and all that stuff. So if you're not paying attention to any of that and you're just focusing on the carbs, things will not end well, all right? Take it for someone who's been there and done that and I wanna burn the t-shirt. So really, you have to look at it in this holistic approach, which by the way, I will cover in the free class at the end of this month. So make sure you're registered to know what is that? What does a holistic approach to keto even look like? All right, so that is the second thing that I wish I knew before I started keto. And then the third thing is that going at it alone means making tons of unnecessary mistakes. So the last thing that I wish I knew before starting keto was that trying to figure out on my own how to do keto was gonna cost me lots of wasted time and money. So I wish that I had hired someone to help me navigate through my keto journey and show me the right way to do it because there is a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. And I don't want you to get confused between when I say right or wrong, I'm not saying that, you know, you have to follow these macros and if you don't or that food's keto and that food's not keto, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying there's a healthy way to do keto and there's an unhealthy way to do keto. And that is probably a whole episode on its own that I will do, the difference between both. And I guess nowadays you can call that like, Dirty keto versus clean keto. You know, even with that, if you follow me, you know I teach a holistic clean clean keto approach that focuses on real whole foods. But really, you know, there is a wrong way to go about it. So I spent so much money, unnecessary things that I thought I needed, like supplements, fake ketone drinks. Don't even get me started on the exogenous ketones. They, oh my gosh, the amount of money that I spent on them, I could have hired a good coach and and saved money (laughs) for the amount that I spent on ketones, thinking that all I needed to do was drink the ketones and then I would be magically in ketosis, magically burning fat for fuel. That's not how it works. I don't know when we're gonna realize that there is no magic shake, drink, pill, potion, detox, cleanse. You have to fix your nutrition, you have to fix your hormones, your gut, stress, sleep, all of it matters. 
It's not just one thing or one magical thing that's gonna help you, okay? So, and then of course, I spent thousands on testing and doctor visits. And I remember getting to the point that my husband was just like, are you doing another thing? Are you doing another test? Are you going to another doctor? And I was like, I am determined to figure this out. And it was a lot of money. I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars that I spent testing and going to different doctors, functional medicine doctors, naturopaths, hormone specialists, all the things due to the health issues I experienced from doing keto wrong. And then obviously I'm not blaming keto because I had chronic stress from just in general, the major changes in my life of of having a toddler and a newborn and starting a business and growing it. And so of course that on top of keto, so it's not necessarily keto, but again, if somebody would have told me like, hey, if you're already really stressed, The way that you're doing keto matters. You have to tweak it and you can't be running on 30 grams of carbs, cycling on your Peloton six days a week and fasting if you have chronic stress. And I I didn't know that. And if I had somebody that would help me, somebody that would support me, a coach or nutritionist, someone that's been through it and understands that I would have not been through everything that I've been through. And not even like with the money, like the time, because you can make money. Guys, money you can get back. Money is abundant and infinite. Time is not. Time is your most valuable resource. And I wasted years and years of my life. I made a lot of mistakes that knowing what I know now, I would have never made, all right? So I don't think that women realize how complex keto is and how careful you need to be if you're gonna do it. Keto's not like going vegan or gluten-free. Keto's very complex, changes So I don't think women realize that keto changes your metabolism in a pretty extreme way. I mean, there's a lot of people that say like, do not do keto without medical supervision or with a coach or with a nutritionist because you can really mess yourself up and mess your body up. There's people that can get really sick doing keto. I mean, it's not a joke. And I feel like nowadays it's gotten so popular that people are like, oh, I'm just going to go on the internet and download a free meal plan, or maybe you even bought my meal plan and that's great. But of course I invite you to work with me and go deeper so I could really help you. But if you don't know anything about nutrition, if you haven't studied nutrition, if you haven't gone through this, if you don't know how your body works, how your metabolism works, you can really do a lot of damage. And I don't think people realize that they're like, oh, I'm just going to figure it out. I'm going to try it on my own. I'm just going to Pinterest and Google my way from it to it. And you have to be careful with that because ketosis switches your metabolism. You're completely revamping the way your body uses and burns energy from these other diets, veganism and gluten-free and paleo. And I don't know what's what else is like the popular diets now. All the ones, vegetarian, Whole30, all of those, they don't change your metabolism. They don't have a biomarker, like an actual marker that you could check to see if it's working and if that's happening in your body. Like with ketosis, you actually know when you're in ketosis. You actually can test your blood ketones and see the levels. No other diet has this marker, this health marker that you can track. All right. So you got to take it seriously. And you have to be careful, all right? So my question to you is, why on earth would you want to risk messing it up? Why on earth would you want to go at it alone and make all the mistakes? The unfortunate thing for me was that 
When I started keto, there wasn't any people that can help me. I started keto in 2015, way before it was relatively new as a diet for the masses. It wasn't new because, of course, we all, most of you know that keto started in like 1920s and it was used to treat epilepsy in children. So it's not keto was new. It was that as a diet for the masses to lose weight, it was relatively new. And there was really only a few books out there and some podcasts. And that's how I learned. But I made a lot of mistakes that I wish if I had somebody that would guide me through it, I would have not made. But luckily you have options, right? There's a ton of keto coaches and nutritionists now. And if you don't wanna work with me because you don't align with what I teach or my programs are not in your budget, then find someone that works with you. Find someone that aligns with your beliefs and your budget. I'm just saying don't go at it alone. And there's a few things on that topic that I want to cover. When you're looking for a coach or a nutritionist, here are some few things you should consider and kind of screen for before you hire someone. Okay, so number one is do they have the proper knowledge? Don't just hire someone that has a certification that they just took a class online and then they got a certification and now they're health certified from some not credited, you know, uncredited online certification BS, okay? Make sure that they have actual accreditation that is registered in the state that they live in or, you know, the federation of, I don't even know what it is, or they have some kind of degree either in nutrition. So they either have a bachelor's in nutrition and dietetics, that's what I have, or they have, you know, they're a registered dietitian, they are certified nutritionists and like, an actual accredited school, you know, holistic nutritionist certification, all of that. That's like the number one, all right? They need to have the proper knowledge. Number two is what is their experience? So do they have experience with what you're doing? Don't hire a keto coach to just start a keto a month ago. I see this all the time. Like literally someone starts keto, they do it for a month. And then the second month, I just see them on Instagram advertising. I'm coaching now. I'm a keto coach now. Come work with me. No. Sorry, no. You have to hire someone that has experience, that's done it for a while, that's gone through it, that knows the details, that made all the mistakes, and they know what they're doing. And that leads me to number three is, did they get the results that you want? Did they actually lose weight with keto? Did they actually, did it work for them? And then number four, have they helped others get the results you want? So it's great if it works for them, and I can talk about my story all day, but can I help other people do what I did? right? So do they have client testimonials? Do they have before and afters? Do they have video testimonials and before and afters, not just like written testimonials? Because a lot of people fake those. It's sad, but it's true. Okay. And then the last thing is, do they coach or do they cheerlead? And here's the biggest difference between the way that I coach and many other coaches coach. Other coaches will be your cheerleader. They'll tell you what to do. And then they'll say, good job or try harder. Oh no, but you're doing so great. Don't worry, just keep on going. That's not a coach. That's a cheerleader, right? I'm not a cheerleader, I'm a coach. Like when I coach, I get deep into what is their root cause? What is that subconscious block? What is that? And I'll talk about that also in this training, this keto training of like how your beliefs are on a subconscious level and the things that you do, such as self-sabotage, binge eating, giving into cravings, all or nothing, all that come from those subconscious beliefs that are rooted 
kind of like a root of a tree. And if a coach doesn't get deep into that and change those, help you change those beliefs and those subconscious habits, you're just going to repeat the behavior over and over again. All right. So you want somebody that is going to coach you, right? It's going to help you find the answers. You already have the answers in yourself, by the way. You don't need anybody telling you what to do. I don't tell my clients what to do. And sometimes they get very frustrated with it. Like, just tell me what to do. Why can't you just answer the question? Like, because you know the answer. I want to help you discover the answer. Because what happens when three months from now, when we're no longer working together, you have a question. What are you going to do? You're going to be screwed. You can't. You can't just ask me. You have to be able to know how to figure this out on your own. You have to be able to know how do I find the answer within myself? What are the steps that I take to figure out the answer? What are the questions that I ask myself? How did she do it? What is the methodology there? All right, so that's the difference between a coach and a cheerleader. So obviously, I would love to be your coach. And if you want to work with me, you can go to www.bsbtribe.com to learn more about that. But the point of this is just don't try to figure this out on your own and make the mistakes that I did. Okay, long story short. So in conclusion, I want to say that, like I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, there are way more things that I wish I knew when I, before I started keto and maybe I'll do a part two or part three and part four, part five into this. But honestly, if I was to pick the top three, these would be the ones that I would talk about. So if you're at the point where you don't know what to do next and you feel like you're going down the wrong path with keto, I want to invite you to my free training that I mentioned in the beginning of this episode. It's a live training, how to easily lose weight on keto without obsessing over macros or calories. Okay. So in this training, you're going to discover the secrets to long-term success with a ketogenic lifestyle. So you can avoid the dreaded post keto weight gain, the quickest way to shed stubborn fat that the top keto experts don't talk about. So you can finally shed those pounds and keep them off the sneaky mistakes that keep you stuck on the restrict binge cycle. So you can finally stop regaining the weight that you're losing. And you're going to understand why dieting is one of the worst things that you can do to your body so you can never go hungry again. All right. So open up a new browser right now. Go to www.bsbtribe.com forward slash training and save your spot. I'll also put the link in the show notes. I'll see you there. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mob Squad podcast. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave me a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends on social media. Don't forget to tag me at BSB Tribe. If you want even more resources, make sure to go to www.bsbtribe.com and head on over to a private community on Facebook, Fit Mom Squad, so that you can get connected with other moms who are crushing their health goals. I can't wait to see you on the inside. Until next time, keep focused on your goals, mama.